Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Vibrant Life Allies, the podcast that teaches you about life coaches, business coaches, health and wellness coaches, fitness coaches, essentially anyone who works as an ally with you to make your life more vibrant. Today was a very interesting and educational interview for me. I interviewed the lovely Coach Delia B. Her name is Delia Butler. And she's a coach for women who are going through any stage of divorce. So about to get a divorce, in the middle of a divorce, recently divorced, or even if they've been divorced for a while now, but haven't had any coaching or any help through the process. So she works with these women to help them find their identity outside of of their marriage to realize that you're not a failure because your marriage ended, to discover themselves, to learn to love themselves, you know, and just to manage all the things that come up during those phases of divorce, all the inner struggles with yourself, and then if there are kids in the picture, all those issues. And after talking with her and, you know, knowing and hearing about what she's been through, her 25-year marriage and her divorce and how she managed that and, you know, how she coaches women, she's run a shelter for women and children, and she's the director of a foster care agency. So she loves women and children and helping them through. But so sitting and, and talking with her about this and just the services that she offers to women in these very painful situations, I just, I cannot imagine going through a divorce without her help. If you're out there and that's you, for sure, listen. And if it resonates with you, um, reach out to her. Her information's in the show notes. And, you know, she will be there to coach you and support you through this and give you, you know, actual action plans and steps that you can take um, to heal and to grow and to be happy again. And it's invaluable. And I know that you know the value of it. So, you know, reach out to her. That would be, that's amazing that she's there for you. And even if you're not in that situation, I encourage you to check out today's episode because these skills and having them in place is crucial to managing, you know, your life and your happiness and stepping into your power. Even, you know, if you're not in that situation and it makes your life better to learn about how loving yourself and not being afraid to be alone can benefit you and benefit even your relationships or your marriage. And so there's a lot of information there about that and how important that is, as well as the uncertainty of life. There's sickness, there's the loss of loved ones, and, and sometimes there there's divorce. And, you know, anything you can learn or any way you can learn to manage your mind and love yourself before any circumstance like that arises, it just puts you in that much better of a position to be able to manage it. So I encourage you to check it out and learn what you can from it, regardless of where you are in in your life. And maybe you're just a perfectionist out there and you're struggling with perfectionist paralysis and I can help you with that. So reach out to me if that's the case, but check out this episode and the lovely Coach Delia B. And just get out there and live vibrantly. Today I'm with Coach Delia B. Did I say that right, Delia? Yeah, actually, okay. my last name is Butler, but everyone always calls me Coach Delia B. I don't even know why, but <laughs> that's, the, that's the name they give me. I think that the way it shows up on your Instagram and your picture right there beside it is like, you know, Coach Delia B. It just looks, yeah. it just looks right. It fits right. <laughs> cool. So um, thank you for being here today. And why don't you tell us all a bit about yourself? 
Okay, well, I am Delia B. Well, they call me Coach Delia B, but my name is Delia Butler, and I am a mother and a daughter of both my parents still alive, thank God. And I am a divorcee. I was married for 25 years, and then all of a sudden I found myself, I was like, oh my God. So, and I'm also a life coach. Now, I also work full time as a director for a foster care agency. So I place kids in foster homes. That's my nine to five. And then my after hours, I'm a life coach. So I wear several hats. (laughs) Wow. That is a a lot going on. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And so obviously you enjoy um, helping people. I love helping people. Um, I think back in 2006, seven, eight, and I believe nine, yeah, it was about four years, uh, three, four years, I actually had started um, a shelter for homeless women and children. Uh, I did that literally single-handedly. I thought I was going to die because I was, <laughs> I was literally working seven days a week and I was working full-time still. So I bought the house. Cause I just had this need. I was like, I want to save the world. I want to save all these homeless women and children. It's crazy. How are they homeless? And I bought a house and I, you know, housed women. I had a, it was a 12 month program to kind of help them get back on their feet. But after 2000, I think in 2008, when the economy hit, I had to close shop up in 2009 cause I could not afford to keep it running. Cause the bills were just astronomical and the government they didn't have money to help me. So while I was closing it down, they were like, the government was like, no, we need you. We have these people. And I'm like, I can't take, continue taking the rest of my money and, you know, doing this. So it was crazy. Like, I was like, oh my God. So I had to close up in 2009, which was really heartbreaking. It was, I was so heartbroken. I was just crying. Oh my gosh. It was horrible. Wow. I mean, but that's amazing, though, that you did all that on your own and such an amazing project for, you know, homeless women and children. That's great. And, you know, now you're you're working and putting children in homes through foster care and life coaching. So and and life coaching women. So see, technically kind of came back around women and children. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I can see that your passion there for, for helping people, especially, you know, women and children. That's amazing. So tell us a bit more about why you became a life coach. Yes. Well, you know, I became a life coach because when I thought about it, I've been life coaching probably now 16 years as a hobby. And I came across some information that I can actually be a life coach and put it in, in a business. And I was like, get out of here. <laughs> like, really? Wow. I can actually get paid for that. I've been doing this for 16 plus years for free. <laughs> so I, um, I, I decided to kind of take a look at what that, what that, you know, curtailed and, and I was like, Oh yeah, let me check this out. And I saw, I met someone well on Facebook, um, and she's a life coach and I said, hey, you know, I'd like some more information on how I can create this wonderful business around something that I've been doing like 16 plus years. Mm -hmm. And so um, I got into her, like she had a circle, a program, and it was a, you know, circle of of women that she was helping. 
And I said, hey, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, do this. So um, my passion for becoming a life coach, like I said, I've been doing it for so long, but now I felt like it's a business. I can even, I can reach even more people because now I can bring it to social media and just put my information and content out there. And I just really believe in my heart. When I went through my divorce, I don't remember there being any one particular person that I could go and just, not necessarily dump, but I I was so confused and I was just so like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Like, where do I go? Where do I start? Oh my gosh, I'm so like out here in this world by myself. And I decided to switch up, you know, my life coaching. At one time I wanted to, you know, do a certain, a specific niche. But then when I was talking to someone about my life and what I've been through and all the things that I've experienced up until now and where I am now, they was like, no, you need to be a life after divorce coach. Like when you said all that, I was like, oh my God, like, why would you not you know, make your niche where you're helping women who are either entering into divorce in the middle of a divorce or actually divorced. And I was like, hmm, because I actually used proven steps when I was going through my divorce, when I had to go to all these different places and connections and, you know, I had a mentor and, you know, I had friends and family and everything. And then I remember putting it all together for myself and I was able to structure my life where I didn't die, <laughs> you know, where nice, I, nice. I was happy again. And, you know, I took the steps to heal and took the steps to transition into the, all the different things that I'm doing today. That's amazing. Yeah, I think that's a, a great thing that you've done there, having gone through that. And like you said, kind of curating from all the people who were there for you. And and going through it and finding what works, what doesn't work. And now you have like actual proven tools that you can give to other people to help them during that situation on through and then, you know, experience that life after. Yes. That's, that's amazing. Um, so 25 years married and then divorced. Yes. That, That is something. I was really devastated. Um, I was devastated to the point where I had to seek, you know, um, professional help. Um, I had to seek um, a therapist um, because, again, for 25 years, you're with the same person. You had a certain standard of living. You had certain, you know, um, stabilities. You know, you knew where everything was. You knew, (laughs) you know, um, and then to have all that taken away. Or, or changed, uh, yeah, it was, I had to really, really work through my feelings. I had a lot of bitterness, a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, you know, then I had to allow myself to mourn, you know, I had to, I had to allow, I had to allow myself to mourn. I think one of the best things, best advice I was given during that time, and I had gotten a lot of really great advice, but one of the best advice I remember hearing was Delia are you in a crisis I said yes I am well it's okay you can be whoever you want to be 
and you can show up however you want to show up. That was the most liberating, freeing feeling that I didn't have to be this strong and, oh, I got it and I'm going to make it an independent person and it's okay. No, I could show up and feel exactly how I wanted to feel and show up at that moment. Wow. So that was the most liberating feeling um, that I that I I encountered during my time of um, going through the process. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's amazing. I think uh, you know a lot of people would want to reach out and grab for help with people telling them, you know, you're gonna rock this divorce. You know, you're gonna you know you're gonna have your power and just kick butt and. Um, and that, right. that there's an appeal to that. But if you don't allow yourself to feel what you really feel and be really? able to process that, it's still there. And it's, it's going to come out some other time later in some other way. So what, that is amazing what you said, being able to yeah. be free and to admit that it's painful and it sucks and it hurts and really feel that, be able to show up in that and then heal. Right. Um, that, that's life changing. And that is going to create a more powerful sense of, you know, accomplishment. And like, I really went through this. I really experienced it. And this is who I am. Right. And I realized that it actually, while I am, you know, my niche is, you know, dealing with life after divorce, it doesn't have to just be a divorce. It can be with sickness. You can use that with, with losing a loved one, with the end of a career. Like you can still take these skills and and strategies that I have learned and now that I'm, I'm teaching to use it in different of your life. You know, one of my biggest challenges personally for me was not feeling like I'm a failure. Mm. That was huge for me because I truly felt because 25 years is a long time. Heck, you're going to feel like you're a freaking failure. <laughs> so not feeling like I am the biggest failure on the planet was something that I had to personally work through. And that took a lot of work, you know, right. um, learning to like myself again, because like, who am I now? You know, I was a wife for 25 years. So now that I'm single, who the heck am I? Who am I as a single person? I don't know. I haven't been single in 25 years. <laughs> so I had to really put the work and the energy into really rediscovering who I really am because being married is just one part of you. But then when you're married for 25 years, that takes up a whole lot of who you are. So I had to really work on rediscovering who I am, learning to like myself as a single woman. And, and then I had to deal with a lot of my friends that are still married. I had to not look at them like, oh, oh my gosh, I wish I was me still in, in comparison. It's so much that you go through, not comparing yourself with your friends. And then you, you got to find friends now that are single that you can kind of hang out with and have fun. So yeah, it's, it's different things that you have to go through, um, unfortunately. It really disrupts your life completely. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's definitely what, what was standing out to me when you talked about it and the other things that it applies to. Um, it, like losing your job or even losing a loved one. You have your whole life, you have your routine built around something. Right. Um, your future plans, dreams, hopes, they're all built on that. And for many of us, and when people 
you know, don't have a managed mind and don't even think to, to work on these kinds of things, which is most people, your identity is, yes. is so tied into that, that when all that's gone, then it's like you said, who, who am I? Right. And then right. learning to like yourself because you probably relied right. heavily on that relationship to give you that validation of yourself. And so you weren't, you weren't looking to like right. yourself. And, exactly. and, and that's just, that is a lot. And then, like you said, the, the pressure, whether it's societal or internal that, that you failed. Um, right. And that's painful and that's huge. And that's definitely something that having someone there to, to support you and walk you through it is right. invaluable. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Um, I wish that I had a coach, to be honest with you, that could have held my hand from the time that I knew it was going going to happen, you know, all the way through to, okay, I'm now, oh, wow, I just signed those papers. Wow, I am now freaking divorced. That is scary. So to have someone there that still shared me, okay, Delia, we're not going to do the, self, you know, the self-pity party, you know, you, you, I'm going to give you a time to mourn. I'm going to give you a time to do whatever you need to do. And you know, here are the steps, you know, step one, step two, step three, and not necessarily steps per se, but just, just giving that reassurance that I'm going to be okay. You know, um, because I left, I choose to leave my home and I choose to leave my home because if I didn't, I would have killed him because <laughs> it, it was just so much disrespect, but I chose to do something different. And that was scary. So I left my home of 19 years to now be in a different place with hardly anything in my apartment. And I had to start over again. How freaking scary is that? You know, so I, I had to discover a new side of myself. I had to discover that you know, I, even though I'm, I'm strong, I'm vulnerable. And even though I'm vulnerable, I'm, I'm going to be okay. And even though I'm, I'm going to be okay, I'm going to have some sad times. And even though I have sad times, I'm going to be, yeah, it's, it's all this stuff that one have to deal with and not having, you know, someone to be consistently there for you and with you and, and letting you know, okay, yep, you're, you're doing well. You're going well. Yeah. But I'm feeling really sad today. It's okay. It's okay. It's great. You know, to feel whatever you want to feel, because those are your feelings. Just don't stay in those emotions, you know, forever and forever and forever. Deal with the emotions, feel the feeling, and get through the process. So I would have really loved that, you know. I did have mentors. I did have a mentor actually um, paying homage to her because she just passed away last Tuesday. Um, but I did have a mentor that, you know, helped me a little bit through, through my process. But, you know, she, she couldn't be there you know, like as a coach per se, giving me all these strategic um, things. So I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Yes. Thank you. She was amazing person. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like you were saying earlier, you know, you had your mentor and your friends and your family. There are people who have great advice and experience that you can learn from and rely on. And then you have therapists who really help you dig deep into your emotional issues and the source of that pain. But then when you have that coach, that's that consistent support. And then also that person who's like, okay, these are the steps that we take. Right. And, and that can be very reassuring for someone to, to have that guidance and those steps there. 
Yeah. Um, because, you know, thinking back now, now that I'm talking with you, I'm actually visualizing that process of why a coach would have really been um, beneficial for me is because I remember spinning. I remember spinning. And I think I, I spin, I, I, I guess it was fun. <laughs> I was spinning for at least a good two, three years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. As opposed to having someone to say, okay, you know, this is what we need to be doing now, you know, this is, did you do this? And did you do the work that I sent you about, you know, healing yourself, loving yourself? Like I didn't get any of that. So because I was spending for two, three years, I felt like I could have been further, you know, into my, my life than, than, than where I really was. But thank God I had enough in me to go and start pulling stuff and work from different places. And that is what I use to help me get through and um, be able to, you know, sit here and talk to you right now. Um, And why I became a a life coach, because I know, I, I knew that I needed that help and support. Then I had to put it together and make it marketable where it will help someone, you know, it will help someone else's life. Absolutely. And that's, it's amazing that you've gone through that and turned, turned it into something um, that benefits other people. That's amazing. Your test test is your testimony. That's what they always say. (laughs) I like that. That's true. Yeah. yeah, When we have very, our things that we struggle with and we learn, then that's our gift to other people to help them through that. Um, You know, like you said, you had to put it all together and you had to work and you ha- you, were, you were spinning around for you know yeah. years. And so yes. now you, you can help women to streamline that process because you've collected what works for them. And then, right. you, you know, you go with it through them. You, yes, it's okay to feel this way. This is normal. You give them that compassion and then give them, right. like you said, the plan, the step to heal and to move through it. And, and that's in, invaluable and amazing. Um, right to have, especially in that, that situation. Yeah. I'm not up with the statistics. I I knew the statistics maybe about six months ago, but I'm sure it has changed. There are people that are going through or have divorced in very short time. So while I was thinking, I was like, well, you know, is there really a niche for this? Is there really a place for me as a, as this type of life coach? But then when I looked at the statistics, I was like, holy moly, this is incredible. And, you know, I kind of put it, you know, kind of test the markets a little bit. And I heard women say, oh my gosh, I I need that. Or I needed that. Like, you know, that is awesome. Like, wow. While it kind of felt like I was pigeon, uh, you know, kind of pigeonholing myself, I I, I realized that, no, that's not really true. Um, There are so many women that are hurting, you know. And again, you know, even though, my niche is, you know, life after divorce, all of the essence and all of the strategies and the skill sets can be used really in most platforms and, you know, in other platforms. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Like, I mean, like you said, dealing with thoughts of being a failure, um, learning who you are, learning how to love yourself um, and like yourself. And those are all issues that come up in, in every kind of coaching. And those are things that learning those skills and having help in, in those areas just benefits er- you in every area of your life. Right. 
And, and another one that was really big for me was daring to be alone. <laughs> oh my God. Daring to be alone was so challenging because I realized in that two, three years, I was still waiting while I was going through the spin. I was still waiting for a rescuer. I was still waiting for a rescuer because I didn't know how to be alone. What does it mean to be alone? Like, oh, you're in your place. No one to talk to. <laughs> There's no one to converse with. There's no one to, you know, oh, I love you today. Oh, you're so beautiful today. Oh, thank you. There's none of that, you know. So I had to be able to be okay being alone, which doesn't have to be or mean that you're isolated. But a lot of women do isolate themselves when they are going through any type of trauma. So. Right. It just means that, you know, you're just not being coupled up or, you know, rushing into being so. I had to be okay with not being a couple anymore. And and that was very challenging because society is more accepting of singles now even than a, than a decade ago. And, and I remember when one of my girlfriends said, hey, when last have you been to the movies by yourself? Like, never. She's right. Like, why don't you go to the movies by yourself? I was like, are you kidding me? You don't go to the movies by yourself. She's like, why not? And she challenged me. And I actually, I remember that day, I went to the movies by myself. I got my popcorn. I got my drink. I sat in my cozy chair, well, at the movie theater. And (laughs) I actually enjoyed it. Never would I have done that if she didn't initiate it encourage me and say, hey, I want you to do that. And then I remember she said, when have you ever been to a, you know dinner by yourself? I'm like, for what? Like, no, who <laughs> does that? I really thought she was crazy. She's like, I do it all the time. And um, I remember, I'll be honest, I didn't really like the dinner thing. I didn't, but I, I pushed and challenged myself and it was okay. I had preferred the movies by myself, but the dinner seeing other people coupled up, you know, at least the movie theater is dark (laughs) (laughs) and you're, you know, you're being um, entertained or you're being distracted by a movie. So you're really not looking around to see who's coupled up, but the the dinner, uh, not so well, but at least I challenged myself. And I said, that's one for me. I, I was able to go and enjoy a dinner alone by myself. So, right. And and that's, um, that's interesting. When, when I was in college, I, I had a regular lunch meeting with a friend of mine and that was a male and we had noticed. And so we started looking for it and kind of doing our own little research that men would come in wherever we were and they would eat alone. Right. Women would not. We always group together, don't we? Yes. <laughs> Never would a woman come in and eat alone. Oh, no, no, we did. We just don't do that typically. <laughs> And and that's fascinating. And and like you said, we're always looking, it seems like to be in that couple and to be paired up, even if someone gets a divorce, it's like, well, when are you going to get out there and start dating again? Right. Um, Oh, that was the biggest question. Really? Especially from girlfriends. So when are you going to go out and date again? So did you meet anyone interesting? I'm like, I'm just divorced like a month. <laughs> you know, so because society says, 
says, hey, you should be coupled or hey, you should have someone in your life or hey, you know, it's not good to be single. But yes, it is good because you can use that time and you can do a whole lot with it. Right, right. You can work on yourself and and, and just grow as a person. And I think that willingness or even, as you said, that daring to be alone, um, that's so important if you want even if you want a partnership with someone, because when you're okay being with you and being alone, right. then you can choose a partner from a right. place of I'm okay without this. Exactly. Whereas exactly. you're more likely to choose someone who might not be right for you. Um, if you're from a place of just, I don't want to be alone. Right, right, right. So it's not a skill and, that and people look to build, but exactly. it's really important. And it's a very empowering place to be because then you get to choose what it is that you want in your life going forward. Absolutely. And I, I'm telling you, I, I change. And, and one of the biggest things is changing your mindset. Like I literally had to work on changing my mindset because one of my friends said to me, hmm, you still move as a married woman. I was like, what does that mean? And, you know, she kind of pointed some things out to me like, oh, well, you know, I can't, no, I'm dating right now. Like, no, no, like I was scared to date. I was scared to be free because I still in my mind was thinking I'm still married. So yeah, it was really interesting. It was an interesting transition. And, and again, changing your mindset and that it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a death sentence of your life. It doesn't have to be you know, oh my God, I, I, you know, I will never meet someone again. I will never get married again. I will never, you know, if you choose to not want to marry again, that's your choice. If you choose to marry again, that's your choice too. So I, in my singleness, I found my voice. I found empowerment. I found creativity. Oh my gosh. Like so much. I was like, wow, this single thing really rocks. (laughs) Right. You're able to find that identity. Um, right. Within yourself and not based on right. a circumstance or another person. Exactly. Exactly. So I learned so much in that single time. So it was, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's invigorating. It's inspiring. I am being more creative than I've ever been, even as a married woman. Now, the good thing is that, good thing in my situation is that my kids were older. So that's another, that's another challenge is when you have younger kids. You know, when you have younger kids, then that could be really challenging. Oh, yeah. We have talked about a lot of the the issues and the inner struggles that, that the women go through in this situation. And then you add kids. That's that's a whole, a whole other that's list a, of things. A whole different ballgame. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's why it's so important. Who is there for that woman when she has to go through all of this by herself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially, you know, those, the friends and the family, it, it, it's very important, but um, if they haven't been through it, right. you know, if they haven't, they don't have the skills and the tools and the techniques that you've collected from, you know, therapy and mentors and family, then it's only so much. It's only so much. Exactly. Right. And, and you have, you do have yeah, to walk it alone, fight. but having that coach right. there teaches you how to do that. Exactly. Right. And having someone that can identify with, you know, most of your feelings, even though 
you know, everyone's divorce will look different, you know, because you could be the initiator of the divorce or your spouse could have been the initiator or both couldn't be in agreement. At the end of the day, it's still painful. It's still emotional. It's still right. life changing. It doesn't matter how you, you know, how, how you got to that place, you know, it's still all those things and, and much more. Absolutely. Yeah. There, just going through this list of, of, of all the, the struggles that are there, I, I, I would not, I would not want to go through that without a coach. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, and one of the, one of the programs that I'm actually, I'm developing now, I haven't, um, it's not finished yet is how to come out of this, but also how to then enter in to another relationship, but with totally different mindset so that it can work. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier, you know, learning these, these skills and when you're finding your identity and you like yourself, then that the outcome of each, you know, person that you're spending time with to see if they might be a partner, it's not as crucial. You don't need it for your validation. You don't need it for your identity. You don't, you know, need to be rescued. So you can make a selection based on, you know, the the qualities that complement your life, that you add value to each other. You can really look for that kind of partnership. Absolutely. It is so, so crucial and so important. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, if you want to stay single and that's your choice, you definitely right. need these tools and that's awesome. If you want to get back in another relationship, you definitely need these tools to learn from this experience so that you get better results the next time. Better results next time, you know, or results that works better for you. You know, hey, I was some of this type of a person, but now that I'm single, now that I'm healed, now that I'm whole, now that I, you know, I'm this wonderful human being because I've worked on myself, I deserve something different. So Absolutely. you get to see you, you get to see all of that and how empowering is that. It's so freaking awesome. <laughs> that's true. That's true. When you really you step into your own power and and then you know what, what you need and what you want. And it's a better place to come from in making that decision. Um, it really is. It, yeah. it really is. That's beautiful. You can literally go from brokenness to happiness. It is so possible. I, the one, the, the biggest lesson I have learned during all of this, my, my going through a divorce, divorce, singleness, dating, and, and all that is the fact that I am in control of my life. I am in control of the decisions that I make. Therefore, because I love myself so much more now, you know, and I've healed and I've worked through the process. And, and I can make these decisions. I make them from a more loving place in yes. my heart. Yes. I am no longer, need, I don't need that validation. So now if I'm in a relationship, I don't do those, you know, those crazy things to get validation because I'm validating my own self. Right. Right. And that makes, that makes you happy. And that makes yes. you a better partner. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And I think, you know, a lot of people, as I discussed, like these skills are, are very important to have, you know, liking yourself, knowing yourself, um, loving yourself. And a lot of people, they don't really want to, to do that 
or hear that. Right. So it's a hard sell. Um, right. But when you have something like this, you know, come on you, a divorce, um, mm-hmm. or like you said, sickness happens. Um, right. We lose loved ones. These things happen. And then right. you're faced with this loss and loss of your routine, loss of your identity. And you have to reach out and, yes. and get help with these areas. And um, it's unfortunate to come around that way, but it, it can change your life. And you can absolutely come out the other side happy and loving yourself. Yes. I, you know, the whole, whole thing is to be unstuck. You, you know, that's, that's the key. You have to be unstuck. And now how you go about that, hopefully, is with a life coach. No matter what it is that you're stuck in, having a life coach will help you to see that where you're stuck, but they also will help you to get to your end goal, which is to be unstuck. I like that, to be unstuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because when we get to that point where we feel stuck or trapped, it's our it's our thought and right. our mindset that has gotten us there. And so we can't think our way out. And that right. makes us think there is no way out. Right. And, and there's always a way out. And there is. And that's where a coach comes in to show yeah. to help you see where your self-limiting beliefs are making you think that you're stuck. Exactly. Absolutely. I love that. So, so life coaches are just so, they really are. They are, when I think of a life coach, I think of someone that like a best friend or if you're a religious person, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious, a pastor, um, a teacher, you know, um, and like, I, I think I said a good friend, you know, someone wake you up, shake you up, you know, someone to say, Hey, nope, we're not going to do this today. This is what you said. You want to get to this place in life. So we're going to work on that and to encourage you and build you up. So coaches are also there to, you know, build you up and, and kind of hold you, even though, you know, we don't, you know, like hold your hand physically, but we're there to kind of help grasp your hand and help you get transition through, even when sometimes you, you just don't have the strength to carry on. You know, right. So. Yeah. That is something that I, I work with, with my clients um, when they're working to, to love themselves and things like that and get that val- validation from the inside. You know, I work with them to create that, but then I'm, right. I also tell them until you get there, you can borrow right. mine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's amazing how like several of the women that I, I currently work with, and actually I do work with several women that they're not married or they didn't go through a divorce, but they went through a really horrific relationship breakup because they were with that person for 10 years. Right. So while they weren't legally married, you know, it's still the same things apply as a divorce. Absolutely. Um. I've been in uh, my partnership, my relationship with uh, my partner, I've been with him for over 10 and a half years. Yeah. So, um, and that would be interesting if we split up because uh, people, you know, there would be, there would be concern and support, but there would be a little bit of difference because I didn't get a divorce. Right. So like you said, people were asking you maybe after a month when you're going to start dating again. Right. Right. I, I don't know if I'd make it a week. (laughs) <laughs> right. 
<laughs> before mm. people were like, oh, you, you need to get out there. You need to find right. somebody. Um, right. So that, that would be a situation where a lot of people wouldn't understand mm. in order to give me that support. And so a coach would be, would be fantastic. Right. But, but let me ask you, it would, you would still go through all those same feelings though, because you were in love or you are in love with the person. So when the person is no longer there, it doesn't change just because you're not married or divorced and not divorced. <laughs> right. Feelings are still valid, you know? Yeah. Like we talked about, you have that whole routine built around them. Right. You have their support in, in, you know, all kinds of areas. And then you have your future plans. And, and, and when it ends, that, that all goes away. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, when you said that just now, some things came to mind. Because when, at least I remember when we did have future plans. So now that we're divorced, I don't have any future plans. Like, that's <laughs> crazy. You know, so you have to make your own future plans as a single person. Right. And that's... And- and that could be overwhelming you know, that's um, really, and it could also right. be exciting. Yeah. 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 That's this. There's so much that goes on there. And, and now that we've talked about it, I, um, I love coaching. Obviously I'm a coach. I have a coach. Like I said earlier, I, I cannot believe going, I just can't imagine going through that without a coach. Right. Right. Yeah. So trust I, me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. No, like I'm just happy that I'm able to give back now, you know? And yeah, like you said, your trials now, process. your testimony, and you're able yeah. to you're able to provide this for so many people. Right, right. So, for anyone out there who's listening, is going through a divorce, or has you know gone through a divorce, and or lost a long term relationship, what is something that they can work on now to start start that healing process, or to start you know helping their situation? Well. One of the things I would say, like, I, I have a couple steps. But one of the things I honestly would give someone um, that is either going through or getting ready to actually divorce or just recently divorce and, or even have divorced for a while, surround yourself with people that loves you unconditionally. Surround yourself with people who will be there to pick you up during the times you're down. That is so important. Don't isolate yourself. That's the biggest thing that I notice with, you know, some of the clients that I do work with. They go into straight isolation because I did it. I mean, that time that there's a part, there's there's going to be a a part of you that that you should be in a quiet place, but but you can't stay there, you know. Um, so don't isolate yourself for a very long time. Surround yourself with loving, meaningful genuine friendships and relationships and then in turn really love yourself like look at yourself laugh at yourself you know um not at yourself but laugh you know just for silly things and the biggest thing again that i had to go learn is that you're not a failure having a divorce don't mean that you're a failure it just simply means that two people unfortunately couldn't work things out and it had to end in a divorce. And it's okay now that you're a single person because single Absolutely. people rock. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think that sense of, that sense of failure um, is very painful. And it, it probably contributes a lot to that isolation that you were talking about. Right. So that is, that's an important 
thing to acknowledge is that you're not a failure. I mean, it happened. Yes. yes. <laughs> what was that yes. statistic again the, about the divorce? Well, I know there are lots of lots of divorces um, today, you know, and I think probably because I, you know what I honestly believe I, and this is just my belief. I think that people really just need to learn to love themselves, learn, learn who they really are before they even enter into any relationship. Enjoy who you are um, because you can't make someone happy. You can only add to their happiness. So if they are unhappy as an individual, they're going to be unhappy in a relationship. Absolutely. And they're not going to make you happy. And they're not going to make you happy. As a matter of fact, they're going to make you even more miserable. (laughs) Right. Right, right. Yeah. You know, we talked about it earlier. People, they don't, we don't want to be alone. You know, we just, we naturally, we, we want to be in couples. Society pushes you towards it. So there's not a lot of education or training early on on learning the importance of, of loving yourself and being willing to be alone. And like how we talked about that, that helps you actually choose a better partner, not a better person, but better for you when you're choosing from, you know, I don't have to have this. I'm whole without this, you know, and I'm, I'm adding, adding to and not creating. So it takes all that pressure off to be in a relationship and allows you to choose deliberately who you really want to be with. Right. I want to also add, you don't do the work. You actually, like I did, end up in relationships. When you do decide to date again, you end up in relationships that were very similar or that were toxic because you didn't do the work. That's that's another waste of time, energy, emotions, everything. So I had to, again, stop myself and make a decision to not date until I know that I was in a place where I can give freely of myself and not have to, and not have those expectations that were unrealistic because there are unrealistic expectations as well. Right. Yeah. I imagine that you have that urge to prove that you're not a failure or validate yourself um, by getting into another relationship. And, you know, that's what leads to those choices where you're actually miserable in the relationship instead of taking the time to love yourself, you know, right. and know you're not a failure and that you don't need that external validation. Exactly. And even just outside of even, again, marriages and divorce and everything, this is even a, as a human being, this is being a good friend, choosing friends that where you help your friend and they help you by sharing things with you that they see that may not work for, you know, if I, if I have a really good girlfriend, which I do, I have some really good, really good girlfriends and we're able to just be honest with each other and open with each other. Cause they're single too. And, and sometimes I see them spinning and I'm like, why are you doing that? Why are you making these choices and decisions that obviously you're not happy and it's not good choices. And they, they listen and they take a step back and I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. You know, so let me get out of this situation that's not good for me or is toxic or whatever the situation is so that I can present myself differently and make better choices for myself when a real um, healthy relationship 
comes about. Absolutely. Yeah. And having, having that love for yourself is, is what enables you to be in any kind of relationship, even the friendship, like you described and be honest and have honest, open conversations about things that are going on. So that that's important to friendship. It's important to romantic relationships that you're able to know what you want and you have no fear that you're going to be alone. You can come from a place of love and express your needs to the people that you're in a relationship with. Absolutely. So that's very helpful as well. Like you said, we were talking about earlier, even if people hadn't been through divorces, but if they're working with you because of that, um, it's going to improve their friendships as well. Right, right. And even, and again, too, preparing them for a meaningful relationship so that they don't end up in divorce. Right. Absolutely. All that mindset work. Or possible divorce, right? Right. There's no guarantees. (laughs) Right. Well, and then once you've learned these skills and been through it and you will have a better relationship, even if it divorce did come up as an eventuality, you would be able to, you would be like, I can, I know that I can do this. Right. Right. And you know, when you have grown is when you can look back like I did, I did the work. I worked on myself for years. When you can truly in your heart forgive the other person as well as you forgiving yourself. Yes. Now I'm in a place where my ex-husband and I are very good friends because wow, that's great. I did the work, you know, after, you know, years of me probably hating him. But now because I did the work, it's evident. We actually have wonderful conversations about our children, you know, our grandchildren, and, and just even politics or whatever. Wow. Politics with the ex-husband. Yes. <laughs> you do have some tools and skills. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And even when you can coach them, too, in their relationships. So that's how you know that you've done the work and you've for you. And you have skills that you can share with others when you can actually test it out on your ex relationships. <laughs> <laughs> and and for sure, having you know self compassion, it always leads to having more compassion for others. Right. Yeah. So that's a, a a great benefit. And when you learn to accept your failures and see where they came from and the thoughts that led to them and grow and, and change, then you see someone else. And you realize that they have their own thoughts that are leading to what they're doing. And you can have compassion for them and for where they are. Compassion is so awesome. Yeah. That it's, it's really beautiful when you're. Yeah. Beautiful. Especially like, cause it helps you, you know, sometimes you, you see things and especially I get, I would imagine going through a divorce, there's a lot of anger and stuff like that there. And when you build that compassion for yourself, you start realizing that other people are acting sometimes out of pain. Right. One of the things that I learned from my mentor too, is that even though it's different for you, people do things that is for their best interest. It may not be for your best interest, but it's for their best interest. And so you can't always look at things always from your perspective, you have to understand that whatever a person is trying to do for themselves is just, they're just trying to do love for themselves, whatever love for themselves looks like. Unfortunately, it can look like pain for you, 
But once you realize that this person is moving in a place where they're just trying to find love for themselves, however they choose to, then again, that's where the compassion comes in. That's where the understanding comes in and being able to let go and accept what that person is trying to do for themselves. Absolutely. No, that's, that's a, a great point and, and a difficult skill and yes. to master. Um, and it comes from building that foundation with yourself first. It all starts with you. Right. Because when you really see the things that you've done or said or thought or felt for yourself or in order to protect yourself and you accept those and you have compassion for yourself, that that's when you see, you see that in other people, mm-hmm. you know, and like we said, that it might be, they might be doing something that appears hurtful to you, but then you can see that that's coming from a, a place of deep pain on their end, mm-hmm. you know, that they're trying to fix or avoid. Fix, and, right. and it gives you the ability to have that compassion and that, you know, that right. can lead to, to reaching out and to bridging gaps and just mm-hmm. to having a better relationship there. Right. Because love is perfect. We're not, but love is perfect. So when you, when you choose to love, you choose to be a part of a perfect place. Wow. Yeah. I work, I work with perfectionists. So that is very interesting. That's very interesting concept there. Cause we're, yeah, we're not perfect. Right. But love is perfect. But love so, is perfect. So the more you love yourself and that spills out into that compassion and you love others, that that's the only way we, we touch yeah. that perfection. Yeah. You, wow. You're, you're now part of that perfect place. That's beautiful. That just makes me want to go out and just love myself and everyone else even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I actually, I challenge myself to do that. And I can always tell when I'm not, because then I hear it in, in the back of my, 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 well, it's not usually the back. It's always the front. Celia, you're not loving today. And I'm like, okay, let me choose to love today. <laughs> <laughs> And then actually when I do it, I actually feel so much better. Absolutely. I really feel better when I choose to love. When you choose to love, you feel so good about yourself that it's other people. And then when it radiates to other people and they get that love bug, then they choose to be loving to other people and radiate that to the other person. And that's how it transitions to, from person to person to person. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I, I love to, to talk about how change is so important on the individual level. Um, and, yes. I, and I always, I always use that quote, everybody wants to change the world, but nobody wants to change themselves. I love that quote. And, and it's, it's just so, it's, so true. It's so true. And, it, and we overlook the importance of that personal change. Like you said, when you're out there choosing love, loving yourself, loving others, that spreads out. The people it around does. you see it, they feel it. And it changes them. It and changes it, them. Yeah. And that that's that's what create large scale changes is large. sustainable inner changes in individuals. Absolutely. Absolutely. People people who don't love is because they choose not to love. Because love is in everyone. You know, I've heard people say, Well, no, maybe they don't know. No, love is in everyone. You just choose not to do it for whatever reason it could be it could be um you know um education it could be your upbringing your environment but the choice is still yours yeah that's true there's a lot of, of teaching and training that goes into you know how much people love and who they love and um yeah. 
And there's also that, that we talked about earlier that avoiding pain, we might not know why them not loving us or a certain group or other individuals is relieving pain for them, but they think it is. Yeah. So when you're, and then again, when you're able to see that you're, you're able to reach out and be like, Hey, wait, you know, what is really causing this pain? Exactly. Right. And then you, then you can reach, you can reach people and and you can make, you know, make change. Right. Totally agree. That's beautiful. I didn't know that, that my, my session with the life after divorce coach would end in this um, love. Love (laughs) is the answer. Um, that's, That's very interesting. And beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So yes, this is awesome. So for anyone out there that's listening and they're in these stages, the various stages of divorce, um, is there anything, you know, that we haven't covered or just anything you would like to say to them? I would say again, definitely reach out for help and support because you don't have to go through anything alone. There's billions of people on the planet. You do not have to go through it alone. And that you are unique and important to someone, someone else, and to reach out and grasp that help and get the help. And it's okay. It's okay. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to feel guilty about. Just reach out and say, hey, I need some support. I need some help. And um, there's always someone there, even if it's just to give you a smile, even if it's just to encourage you and let you know that it's going to be okay and that you're going to be okay. It's just, that's just really important, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, and again, you're a life coach, I'm a life coach, and there's a lot of, you know, others out there, reach out to a life coach that you connect with and that you feel that you can work with and get help. Absolutely. Um, sometimes it's really hard to take that first step and ask for help. And there's nothing wrong with it. Right. It, it's a difficult situation and you do not have to do it alone. Right. And that doesn't mean that you're not strong. In fact, reaching out to that source of help that's there and having that, you know, the strength to do that, it proves that you are strong. Absolutely. Definitely. It definitely shows strength and power. Absolutely. For anyone out there um, listening, if you're going through this, please reach out to Coach DB because you do not have to, it's going to be painful. You know, there's, there's pain, but you don't have to suffer through it. You can work through it and heal and grow. You can even grow. That's amazing. Yes, absolutely. That's the goal, actually. The goal is growth. Because once you grow, your future looks different. So you would want your future to look different. So in order to get to that place, then yeah, growth. Absolutely. That is the only way. The same thoughts, the same mindset is going to create the same results. The same results. Yes. And so what, do you have any like current offers or what is your process with your clients right now? Right. So I have a uh, free discovery call. I actually had one recently, just, um, just a couple of days ago. And the young lady was like, oh my gosh, I feel so wonderful after talking with you. Like, this is great. And she actually joined um, my program, but I have a free discovery call. Um, I can be reached preferably on Instagram. I like the Instagram platform. It's at Coach Delia, D-E-L-I-A-B. So at Coach Delia B, it's my Instagram. Or you can email me at elevationcoach 
at coachdeliab.com. And if you're on Instagram and you get to, you go to my page, which is at coachdeliab, I have a um, link in my bio that actually you can um, click that link and it will take you straight to my schedule. So I'm offering 60 minute um, a free session, a free discovery call. But I'm getting ready to actually um, do a free ebook. A lot of, I noticed a lot of people were doing free ebooks, and I, you know, downloaded a couple of free ebooks just to kind of see. And I was like, this isn't anything. Like, what? This is just <laughs> like a piece of paper. I wanted my ebook to really be something that people can really take and use and have it, you know, be something of really good value. And that's actually getting ready to come out really soon. So um, I'm, I've been working on it. Um, it's going to be, it's going to have a lot of juicy, good information, stuff that you can sink your teeth in and, and work from it. And so that's going to be coming out soon. So, you know, those, anyone that's listening, make sure you click on my notification button because that's going to be coming out really soon. And then I, it will take you into all the different programs. I actually have three programs. I have a 90 minute intensity program. I, then I have eight week program and I have a six month program and it is so awesome. You really leave and you walk away feeling so empowered, so inspired, feel like you're going to conquer the world. I know that you're going to enjoy it. Absolutely. Six months of support in any stage of divorce, I imagine is priceless. Yes. Okay. So we will put your information in the show notes um, for anyone out there going through any of these stages of divorce, uh, reach out to Coach DLUB and she'll help you through it and you'll come out even better on the other side and happier and healthier. I am here for you. (laughs) Awesome.